The following content has been provided by New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. For more information, visit us online at nsa.edu. time it's what have you i'm rachel jankovic becca merkel and we're back not only night. not only are we back we're back on our old on the back side of walmart <laughs> <laughs> on the overlook uh kind yeah, of we but there was of... someone up all the way up there so we had yeah. to come down part way yeah but we're sort of lurking in the dark on a hill yeah it's a sunday night meeting again not our most mentally agile time <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's still early. We've got we've got some brain power left. Do we? I hope. Well, we also have caffeinated beverages, so we'll, we'll yeah. see. We've, we're giving it our best shot. That's <laughs> what we're doing. So what have you been up to? I don't know. It mm-hmm. feels like a big, giant blur. And I also feel like all of October is pressing upon me right October now. is I coming fast. so many things. Speaking of October, though, this week we're flying to Fort yes. Worth for this conference, yes. and we never do this. We've and never done it. It's totally unprecedented yeah. that we're doing this. I'm not this. even sure how we're going to cope. I don't think it. I don't think my family is prepared for this. The kids are just like, it's so weird it to have weird. you go somewhere, because I always say no to traveling. I've been so. trying to figure out, I have to have the food you know, left behind so that they can sort it. Not that they can't, because they're big kids and everyone's, you know, Mm -hmm. capable. And Ben can fend for himself, but I'm trying to leave them food, you know. But meanwhile, Ben has a trip this week, too, before mine. So we're doing this weird marathon thing. So I was trying to plan my menu, and it was so weird, because I've got, like, nights where Ben's not home. Forget it. We're going to have cup noodles all week. (laughs) I know, nights with away volleyball games, where they have to be packed for that. And then yeah. I'm gone, and then it's weird. It's yeah, weird stuff, kind of a mess. I got through my whole weekend without having laid a single tile. So congratulations, that happened. <laughs> that happened. Yeah, yeah. And so we had Moses is going to turn two this month, and he really raised his game on us. <laughs> <laughs> he, he it's is. almost like they know that they're turning too. He's so magical. Yeah. No, he really is, is like he is moment. like the sweetest sweetest kid. He's really not well, I mean he has he his is. moments, but he's but really he's sweet. Mr. Sparkle. But Saturday like, was like we woke up to the sounds of the potty being splashed in. That was how That's a good sound. That was how we awoke. Not yeah. not Little fingers splashing in the potty. He was stirring it violently with the st- with the Clorox, the, Clo- the Clorox wand, wand. Yeah. just like beating the sides of the toilet and splashing water everywhere. And so I'm like, Love it. stagger out of bed to be like Moses, noses. That's what we always. So we're always saying Moses noses. I was like, come out of there. And he's like. Okay, like he's just totally fine with it coming out. He comes out, we clean him up, and then not very long after this, we hear him just singing, and it was the cutest singing. Like, and we, Luke and I both, paused to admire how cute the singing was before we discovered that he was singing while marching on the top bunk of someone's <laughs> bed. <laughs> 
which was super not safety first because of like wadded up blankets and not nearly enough safety up there. So we get him down. And then I think it was in the next, this is all like in an hour probably, you know, and then um, he colored all over the top of my laptop with multiple colors of Sharpies. And this then, is why you shouldn't own Sharpies then, until yeah, all your children yeah, are in the double no, digits. He even has been saying, Momo, love Sharpies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and then he said, he, uh, and then shortly after that, he took off a dirty diaper. Oh, which, excellent. Which he alerted us by going, ew, ew, ew. <laughs> like he did it. That was not a painful, it could have been hideous and was not. It was just uh well, trouble. Then he got back into the potty again. And then he was like up on the counter getting bananas out. And then he went. I just looked out the kitchen window and saw him marching up the front sidewalk with the dog. Neither of them should have been in the front yard. <laughs> so basically, I feel like, forget baby wearing. I need to be into toddler wearing. Because you can't oh, yeah. let this child out of your sight oh, yeah. right now. Oh, He's yeah. got a plan. Well, I have not been in that phase for a while. Well, Weirdly, you know, I felt surprised by it also. Because Judah is turning 13 this month, and yeah. he's my baby. Well, what but, you are is out of practice. But you know what? I just, this is so much the phase that I feel like I was in for just endless years. 30 years, yeah. But uh, Judah, I ran across this picture the other day, and it just killed me. I'd forgotten, but it was Thanksgiving, so he had he was basically exactly Moses' age, because he just turned two, and we were, it was our first year in England, and so I was determined that we were going to have Thanksgiving dinner the way it was supposed to be. Right. You know, mm-hmm. like never do I want to have sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top ever. But then you did. Except for when I'm in England and like, then it feels like mm-hmm. a blow for patriotism or something yeah. that like yeah. I must, must. have many yeah. marshmallows. I just, I don't even like it at all. And we never <laughs> ate it, but it just Doesn't felt matter. Like, like we never even ate that famous the French no the bean casserole no, but you can no. see yourself but getting at the out time to do that. it was kind of like old glory and the mini mushroom <laughs> <laughs> mini mushrooms <laughs> you mean you the know cream what of I mean. mini mushrooms <laughs> cream of mini mushrooms yeah, and it was a big journey because the thing was is you couldn't buy canned pumpkin and you couldn't buy corn syrup oh, it was and you a total couldn't train buy wreck. Yeah, they're not mess. equipped was, for no, this holiday. It was not something that they have on their radar, you know. And yeah. so I like was the losers they are. They don't. <laughs> That's a joke. That's say, a joke, joke for Just all a our joke. English listeners. We have our British friends here who are always incredibly patronizing about the Fourth of July and such. So well, and, but see the thing was. We did invite some lovely friends over for Thanksgiving, but they thought it was the 4th of July. So they, I mean, they didn't think it was the 4th of July, but they thought that this was our like, ha ha, this is, we're Americans. And it was like, oh no, we we were British when we first started doing this one. (laughs) We didn't have you over to rub it in. This was before that whole trouble with taxes. (laughs) That whole thing. That whole trouble. Anyway, the point is, is I was, I was in that particular mood that like, we must have things the way they must be. And I had made all the apple pies the day before because I had this tiny little oven and I was trying to get all the stuff through. And of course you have the turkey. And, um, so I had the pies all out on my counter and I woke up early the day of Thanksgiving and I, I, I don't know what made me, I had a premonition. I went running in to the kitchen and there's fat little Judah who's sitting on the counter up on top and he has eaten the top off of all the pies 
<laughs> he didn't even confine himself to one. He just ate the top off them all. <laughs> what did you do? Whip up a crumb so, top and, re- like, and I was re- shoveled. No, I shoveled apple pie into all the kids for breakfast, threw it away, and started over. I was oh, like, we're that is going so to funny. have apple pie. But I just remember his glistening little face just covered in <laughs> sweet, sticky So I syrup. forgot that at Sabbath, the same day... That when everyone was like finding their seats, we're like, where is Moses? Like, we couldn't find Moses anywhere. So, of course, we're looking outside because you look in the most dangerous yeah. places first. Right. There were a lot of people there, so it was hard to tell if he was like lost in the crowd or if he yeah. was outside. And um, so Luke's outside, and I come in, and then I was like, Mom and Dad's bedroom door was shut, and I opened the door, and, he's, and he had sharpies. He was in there. No, he was in there coloring on the front of Mom's handbook to prayer with a highlighter. <laughs> He closed the door behind him. So he For was a little in, privacy. Was, <laughs> it really is like anywhere oh, and yeah. everything. Well, and he's we at had, it. We had so many Sharpie incidents that I just you stopped, stopped counting. I yeah. stopped having Sharpies as a part of my life for well, many years. I might be I might be about to have enough Sharpie incidents mm-hmm. that I do that. But mm-hmm. I've made it through six children with Sharpies in the house. And well, I it's didn't. possible that I'm gonna make it through seven, but I might also give up with Moses. Well, see, he's, Knox, he's showing a real ability with Knox the Sharpies. Was four and he could write his name. When he was four, but he was still taking naps. He was in that yeah. magical moment of like, so, and for whatever reason, the baby was sleeping in one room. Oh, I didn't turn off my ringer. Um, the baby was sleeping. So I put Knox down for a nap in my bedroom. And then I remembered after having put him in there, like, oh no, there was a Sharpie in there. Like on top of the dresser, there's a Sharpie. And then Knox strolled down the stairs later after his nap. And I had said that to Ben, like, ah, there's a Sharpie in there. Oh, no. And Ben goes, hey, Knox, did you color on the sheets? And this this was because there had been a previous incident where Knox was napping in our room. And he had, with a ballpoint pen, he was also in a constellation phase. So he he had drawn the Big Dipper on our sheet. It's so appropriate. Nighttime, the stars, the Big Dipper. It's like the Big Dipper and then the North Star labeled. (laughs) I I wish you saved those sheets. And so anyway, that had happened previously. So so Ben was like, did you draw on the sheets? Because, you know, he'd been in trouble for that the last time. And he was like, no, no, I didn't. So we were like, all right, good. Anyway, we finished the day, have dinner, put the kids to bed, and it was not until Ben and I strolled into our bedroom <laughs> when it was time for us to go to bed. That <laughs> there across the, across the velvet pillow sham it says Knox in a great big Sharpie font <laughs> right across the bed. And so something of course, the next day he was called to account, and he was like, "He was like, that's not the sheets." <laughs> like, I, like, I know. I did not I tell a lie, and we're like, "You are just George Washington himself. <laughs> Cannot tell a lie." Oh, well, we were to, so oh, I know. So anyway, good. I think it was sometime after that that I thought, you know, I don't need sharpies that much. <laughs> Oh, there's so many things like that. I remember the shock when I realized that 
Like, we just put everything up high in our house all the time, and then there's shock when you realize they can actually get it. Yeah. Like, they just uh-huh. pull a chair over, and they're, uh-huh. like, up there, and you're like, no, you shouldn't be able to reach anything that's up here. This has got to still be out of your... Yeah. Oh, I know. Moses is industrious, though. He's, like, he wants to contribute and help, so... A lot of the time he unloads the, the dirty silverware from the dishwasher and throws it all over the clean silverware in the drawer. <laughs> and so you'll catch him like on his tiptoes pulling the drawer out and just fistfuls of dirty silverware back in. And <laughs> it doesn't uh, I really it. I love doesn't it. really speed me up no. with what I get done. No. But no, but he's good. It is awesome. Yep. It's a, <coughs> it's a funny old phase of life. Yep. So we It's had, always the things you didn't tell them not to do that they think to do. Yeah, so now we have been singing all day. My kids have a new favorite hymn when the roll is called up yonder. Oh, funny. Because they didn't know it. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't know when the roll is called up yonder, but then we sang it. We had Grandpa's 90th birthday party at Sabbath last night, and um, they we sang some of his favorite hymns and our kids my kids were all like i love that song and they, i guess they didn't know it which is that's kind of funny. funny yeah that's good yeah. so well we've covered what the reminisce okay, somebody the reminisce asked a question portion. somebody asked a question um um on on facebook that i said we would talk about and i forgot to bring up okay and now i probably should have looked it up except i'm not sure if i could find it but the question was basically the balance for christian parents in sheltering your children like at what point is it not a good thing that you're sheltering your children i think this was specifically saying if you're bringing your kids up in the church and and uh, at Christian school or homeschooling or um, all, you know, like, and all the and, allegations of the Christian bubble. Yes. The other people who would say you're, you know, you're sheltering your children too much, or this is an unhealthy sure. or they'll never be functional in the world or yeah. whatever. And yeah. what I think, I guess I would say we yeah, do really shelter say, our children, but, but let's just say that there is a legitimate way of sheltering your child Into irrelevance. Well, well, into irrelevance or into they have zero immune system. And so the first time they're exposed to anything from the world, they fall for it hook, line, and sinker because they've never. Yeah. Well, I've said this before that it's kind of more like a picnic shelter where you're not, (laughs) you're not in the rain, but it doesn't mean you can't see it. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're not wet, but you're also not sure. aware. It's not like you're totally unaware that there is rain outside. Like, there is a... That's not the goal with our children, to keep them... And part of the reason that's not our goal is because sin is all over in the world. And it's also in our hearts. So, for all the sheltering you do of keeping them away from the world's sin, you still have your own sin plant you, available. You just keep talking on that theme for a second while I Google the verse that I'm trying to think of and I can't quote accurately. So just speak on that theme for a moment. Okay. So that I'm not irrelevant here. <laughs> In a second. Enjoy your Google. Enjoy keep, your Google. Keep circling. Okay. So keep circling. <laughs> this is like, it's like I'm on a run and I got to a red light and uh-huh. so I'm prancing You're... on the corner. Keep it warm, keep it 
more. Or like on a bike <laughs> when you're trying not to put your feet down. Oh, it's so much more awkward. <laughs> wobble, wobble, wobble. So okay. I guess the point that I was trying to make is that it's not like keeping our children away from the horror movies of the world will therefore keep them away from sin. Like, and that's the thing. Well, that's the thing. Because that's the thing. It doesn't mean though it's full of infectious right. sins. But then there is the the Christian. The other side of this ditch is that parents who are like, sin is a commonplace in life, so we don't try to protect our children at all from the world's sin, which is also a problem. Like, oh, we have no entertainment standards because sin is in the heart of man. And you're like, right. And one right. of those sins is just amusing yourself on other people's sin, which is a problem. <laughs> uh, and uh, I guess we do not like... Um, we were just laughing. Our our daughter has a number of friends, you know, with on phones or who are on Instagram or Facebook, and we we it, we joke it. that that uh, I t- we just told her she thought this was hilarious. We said maybe when you're all grown up, we will consider <laughs> buying you a graphing calculator. <laughs> That's. <laughs> She thought it was uh-huh. hilarious. Uh-huh. She she got okay, a good laugh have, out of that. I have a verse. All right. Read it up. All right. Um, since he died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this word, world, why, as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom, with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining se- uh, sensual indulgence. I don't know what version that was, because that is not the version I know of. But <laughs> you reading the message again, again? No, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I just you, clicked on the first. You know? But they are of no value in mortifying the flesh, basically. Like, all these rules that people can impose, like keeping everybody away from everything, and we're going to keep no, everyone like... protected, they are of no value... In, um, oh, what's the version I know of? Indulgence of the flesh. Like, right. It you actually. Can do, you can do all your own sinning without tapping into. Right. And those so things. I think that there's a, there's a, a kind of white knuckled parenting where you're scared that your, your child will be tainted by sin. So you, right. and you think that all the sin comes from outside. So if only I could keep keep all the sin away, then they'll be okay. And the thing is, is those are of no value. Right. Um, when it comes to that, because all the sin burbles up from within them. Yeah. It so one thing need... that we do work on, like that I think of in, as a helpful paradigm kind of, is that there's no way that we can protect our children from the filth in the world. Right. Like from all of it. Like, I mean, there will come a time when they will run into something that appalls them. That will just happen. Like, there's no real way for us to... We, but we do not try to maximize that. We don't... Well, yeah, like, we why don't would drop you? them off at, to go scroll through, say, the, all the red box selections. No. Or we don't let them on the internet. We no. don't let them look for anything anywhere, basically. Well, I do. My on kids the are internet. older. Anyway. Your kids are older. And our kids occasionally. But the, the point is, we don't allow much just... They they don't go into places where we would well, be likely to run into Let's horrible things. Let's back up, like big picture. Our kids are all in a Christian school, and there's like absolutely no chance that our kids would be in a public school. Like no, no chance. And that's because we 
don't feel like throwing them in over their heads in that level of, well, just debauchery that they would have to handle. And, and that doesn't mean that there's not sort of moments where they're on a team with a bunch of non-Christian kids Mm -hmm. or, you know, that kind of thing. But big picture, yeah, we keep them in a Christian bubble as far as that goes. On the other hand, like we said, sin is everywhere because sin is wherever the people are. Right. It's like the the thing about um, the thing about it is that when your kids are young, what we want for our kids is not to keep them away from, you know, curse words or to keep them. That's not well, our we main. Do. Yes, I know. I'm. Ch- let me back up to make that clear. <laughs> we are. That's not our main goal. Our, our goal oh. is not to keep because the heart of man could make up its own curse words oh, yeah. that. Could be figgy pudding, and and that's what your kid says when they mean abominations. <laughs> my 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 point is, you can't keep them away from that kind of thing. The point is, when they're young, we we are trying to feed them so much nutrient dense things that they just love the Lord, and they come to love the light. And what I mean by feeding them is, I mean. Teaching them, admonishing them, disciplining them, bringing them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord so that they actually know what real fellowship is. And and they learn on the really little things that aren't going to ruin your life what sin and the consequences of sin are. And, you know, like, they learn very important concepts on little things. And then, Lord willing, as they get older and as they are more and more exposed to things where, you know just because now they can read and they're in line at the grocery store and they see something. You know, like, there are things that they you can't keep them from running into at some point. And the, the hope is that they will just know the light. They love the light and they don't love the dark. But also, I think it's important to note that we are preparing them to go out because we think that they need to go out into the world. And we you know, need like, them to be... Dad always says, and I think it's so good, that he said there's a real difference between raising children who disapprove of sin and raising children who are disillusioned by it. And he was saying that you don't want your kids, say your kids see, I'm trying to think, I'm so out of touch. Who would be, who would be a artist that they would be tempted to think was like a musician? Yeah. Well, the only people I can think of is like, say, (laughs) why someone from the nineties? I know. I'm like, uh, uh, Hootie and no, the Blowfish. Not that long they ago. Might find Hootie and the Blowfish. No, not that long Bowie. ago. Lena was like, I don't even know some of this music that most of the, you know, that a lot of the kids mm-hmm. in my class talk about. And so she's like, Why don't we listen to the radio? Because we just had not really talked yeah. about this. And I was like, Oh, I'll show you why we don't listen to the radio. So we just look, looked up most popular music videos right now and watched a couple of them. And was like, she was mind blown by by the stupidness of it. And I was like, yeah, that's why we're not watching it. You know what I mean? Like this is just not worth it. We don't listen to this music. And, um, anyways, my, the reason, what was I even going to say about that? I I was trying to say that I'm trying to think who's an artist. Say your child saw, I don't know, Katy Perry, or I only now I'm thinking of this because I saw on the cover of a magazine, Miley Cyrus, like you've never seen her before. <laughs> I was thinking, oh really? Is she being ladylike? 
<laughs> Tell us more. Has Miley Cyrus done something surprising? It, it must be putting some clothes on and acting like a lady. Because <laughs> we've seen everything else. Um, no, but my point is if your kids see that kind of thing, we want them not to just be disapproving. Where disapproving is better. Disapproving is better than, than approving. just approving. But that being disillusioned. Like we want them to not believe that she's happy. We want them to not believe that this is a road Mm -hmm. to a glorious life. Like we want them to be disillusioned with the lie that is so much of us. So that that's a different thing than just saying, oop, that's bad. Tsk, tsk, tsk. But like, I'm also not interested in that lie. Like I don't, I can't be fooled by this. I think, I think the thing is, is you want to get your kids to the place where the sort of the lies of the world I don't want to say are powerless because they're always going to be going to be resist a thing, it. It's but gonna yeah. be, they're going to have to resist. But you want it to be defanged, sort of, you know, before they encounter. You want to be training your kids so that when they encounter it, they have an immune system. Yeah, because so that they like, actually are not that vulnerable to the suggestion. Right, yeah, and, like, and mm. sometimes we have seen Christian kids who who are raised in an incredibly scrupulous. Incredibly Uptight, strict, calm, strict, yes. keeping all of the music in the only classical genre. They probably only wore and white then, socks that never got dirty. Probably, I don't mm-hmm. know. But then the first time the kid like gets out of the house and sees Hellboy, first thing the you movie, know, first thing you know, like, like spending the weekend at the casino. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> like they um, fell hard. As like soon as how? They got out, how did you not know that this was going to be no fun? Right. Like, and so the thing is, like, you don't want to do that where it's like now the first time they any sort of a virus comes past, they fall into they a snap it right on deadly up. illness. <laughs> I know, right? But at the same time, why would you, like, want to send your kid out into the world with no immune system when they're tiny? Like, yeah. So, so the whole point is like trying to prepare them, teach them, disciple but them. I will say one thing is that many, I, I think, I believe. So here's an example. Most all parents, I think, would say that they want their children to be able to stand up to peer pressure. Right? Like, well, oh, I don't want my child I think that pagan be... or not, everyone wants their kid to be able to stand up to peer pressure. It's one but, of the things that we all know. But that's one of the well-known phrases of things we hope for. Yeah. But how many moms do you know who are great at standing up to peer pressure? And what I mean by that is I will have moms be like, I really want my kids to, st- I have, you know, to be able to stand up to peer pressure. And then someone says, can your daughter come over to play? And they, their instinct is that this is not a good idea. Like this mm-hmm. is, I don't actually feel good about that, but they are way too stressed out about the yep. social awkwardness yep. of saying no. And, yep. and they, and they want their child to stand up to peer pressure and then they <laughs> will not stand up to it to protect Themselves. their child. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that is just embarrassing. Like I feel yep. like I have done my fair share of embarrassing saying, you know, we're not really into that or I'm not going to, you know, like. Or, I'm sorry, our kid can't watch that movie. <coughs> right, they can't stay no, for that. they can't come to the party. They're not doing the class party because no, we don't actually do think that walk-in. hanging out at your house is a good idea. <laughs> or, we're not going to do this. Like, this is what we're not doing. Or Although we might not say it in those words. I didn't say that. I, didn't, I never said that to anybody. My, <laughs> my, my point is, we do 
you do have to be awkward okay, sometimes. I have to. Okay. Just, and I want to say one one good one good idea for people you can be comfortable with your kids hanging out with, like a good judge of this, is if your kid came home and said that the other kid did something uh, nasty or, or, you know, if something came up, is it someone that you would very comfortably tell on their child and handle it with the same standards or would it be like oh you know what I mean like can I just well there's a couple things that that reminded me of and the first one maybe we've already talked about this I don't think we have though um I'm pretty sure we have but no I don't think we have but anyways that's not what we should talk about is whether we've talked about it. <laughs> Becca, you explore that We've topic gotten some more into by like yourself. We've like a metaphysical well, wormhole here. Okay. <laughs> so, no, here's the thing. You were just saying like um about saying no to various Yes, standing you know, play up to the peer dates. pressure, yeah. You know, the play dates that you're like I just don't feel like that's where I want my child. Or this doesn't seem like a fruitful endeavor. No. Now, maybe that for just no good reason me of this, but here's the thing. Our kids, all of their life, and this is how it was when we were growing up too, we would tell our kids, well, that girl, your friend, whatever, the girl in the class, she's being foolish. This is why. (laughs) This is why we have a problem with the way she's acting. Now, I know a lot of other Christian parents who feel like that's that's gossip. Like, you can't talk like that. That is so gossipy. You're not gossiping. You're teaching. And, And the thing is, is like when you tell your kids, like, do you see that boy over there? Do you see how what's going on there is really wrong and this is why and his parents aren't handling it and here's what right. that's going to do? That's what the whole book of Proverbs is. It's like mm-hmm. a, a father saying to his son, see that boy? You see where he's walking? Don't be lazy like you him. See, yeah, you see Don't that lazy like kid? That. It's like you see that boy walking up to that woman's house? Yep, you see that's what's going to go happen? bad. Yep. It's like, and so that... I, it's funny to me when I've heard parents act as if we could never that's mention gossip. This. Yes, yeah. because that is not gossip. That's no. just teaching. And the thing is, is it would be it would be gossip if you were sitting around at home going, "Doesn't she look so bad? I think she's put on weight. Did you see what she was?" That's that's you know just it's, unhelpful you're saying gossip. It is possible to gossip. Of course, you could with gossip your with your children. But the but this is not it. No, and if you're and the thing is, is I think that it's like the healthiest thing in the world to say, yeah, okay, she, do you see the way she's dressing? This is why we have a problem with that. Do you see the music that he is listening listening to? This right. is why we're not going to go there. Um, and and all of that I think teaches the kids to analyze, to be able to look around and do it, and and so you don't always fill your kid in on all the details. So like. There were times when, like, I remember once um, somebody invited one of our girls over, and um, she was little, and it was one of those ones where they kind of just gave you sort of a creepy vibe of, like, the dad was one I would not trust anywhere near my children. Like, it was just kind of Mm -hmm. like, holy cow. Of course, you're not going to tell your seven-year-old girl. Well, like, well you may not go there because about I think dad. that that dad is, cre- you know, like yeah, no, of course not. You just you just say like, no, I don't think we're going to do that. But you know, you you work on it at that level. So when our girls were little, it'd be like, okay, the girl who's crying every day and being a drama queen. Mm-hmm. This is how you need to handle the drama her. Lama. The drama llama. We indeed. call them. It's gotten so much of a thing at our house that we'll just say. And be like, so and so, were you unkind? They're like, yes. And I was like, <laughs> person B. 
Were you being a llama? <laughs> they'll be like, yes. <laughs> and we're like, okay, handle it like Christians. <laughs> I like when the, when the slang like, works its mm, way. And it's a bit of a kids, llama. <laughs> our kids, when they were little, they, they made up this little thing. I think they made it up. I'd never heard it anywhere else. They would say, you know, there's liar, liar, pants on fire. They came up with brag or boaster, you broke the toaster. <laughs> and so It's such so, a good one. So anyway, <laughs> that one worked its way into the Merkel lingo. So every Doesn't so often it, isn't it more like <gasps> Well Ben someone broke the ben toaster. Will go like boom, what was that? He's like broke the toaster. <laughs> it's so good. It's just so good. One time Blair came into that. One of our well our well rehearsed proverbs is let another praise you and not your own lips. That one is quoted and, at and, us uh, often as quoted, a children. Quoted and uh, Blair came in, this is years ago now, but she was awesome. She was like four probably. She came upstairs in just this glorious dress up costume that involved like a poncho and a shawl and a cowboy hat. Like it was it was real good. And I have a and I have a photo of her. And yeah. she came up the stairs and she said, Mom, do I look beautiful? <laughs> and uh I was like, you know, Blair, you do look beautiful because you are beautiful. I said, but let another praise you and not your own. And she said, outfit. <laughs> so now that one, it's always let another praise you and not your own amazing poncho outfit that you've come up with. So good. Yes. But anyway, I just think like teaching your children by looking at others as examples, you don't want to teach them to be malicious, but. I no, have, because, because but you want to teach them to be wise and discerning. But you're not only teaching them to be wise and discerning. This is the this is a problem if you don't do that. If you don't talk about other people ever uh -huh. with your children, one of the problems with that is that you're also not teaching them how to have compassion and how to be kind and right. how to be like. There is a lot of time where pointing things out with other people is very helpful in, in you seeing your own behavior. You uh -huh. know, like years ago we had one of our girls had one of those, um, helpful ambassadors of conflict in their class. <laughs> one of the, one of the girls, Oh, speaking of the embassy, we have a vacuum. Oh, and <laughs> the chief speaking of my ambassadorship, Empress. since yeah. I brought that up, is the embassy well vacuumed? Mm, it is, it mm. is. So, anyways, the the point is, she had one of these girls in her class who would go around and do things like, "I need to tell you something that you cannot tell, since it's a very important secret. Yeah. You cannot tell Lena this thing. So, make a big to do about the <laughs> secret, and then." You know, whisper in someone's ear. And then the, that person would be like, I know something that I'm not allowed to tell you. <laughs> so it would yep. be like the entire day of everyone keeping a secret from you. And yeah. the mm -hmm. secret was probably that they were going to have a play date together or yeah. something. And probably yeah. someone's mother said, don't talk about it at school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's how it came out. Mm -hmm. But when your kid has a hard time like that. What's super not helpful is being the mom who's just like, I'm so sorry. I can't believe they would treat you like that. I can't, whatever. Yeah. That is also a major teaching opportunity yeah. because what well, we were like, well, here's how you're going to handle it. Yeah. A, no acting like a moth to the light. Like <laughs> it, there's a secret. You're not interested. 
Go yeah. away. Like, do not be controlled like that. And then we would talk about that. We talked about, we ran different scenarios of what would you do if someone said, I want to tell you something that you're not allowed to tell anyone else. Right. And it's like, would you be tempted to, to become the, the, you know, security guard to the great secret? And, it, <laughs> and, and they understand that. You know, like when you talk yep. through all the scenarios, you say, yeah, that was unkind and that's a foolish behavior. And these are the ways that I want you to recognize that you may be treating other people right. like this. Or, like, this is how you need to see your own behavior could very easily be like that. Like, mm-hmm. you just be kind and let it go and let love cover like, it. Let's say that somebody's been unkind to your kid at school. Or wherever. Somebody's been unkind. One thing that would be unhelpful in the extreme is you just entering into it with your kid. Like, oh, you poor thing. That's so sad for you. Rock bottom. No, terrible. Like, don't pet pet that little thing. Help your kid out of it. It's (laughs) dad's proverb. Don't pet the sweaty things and don't sweat the petty things. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is, is like, if... If you um, have a kid who's been hurt, then that's your chance to say, okay, what does the Bible say about when someone has been unkind to you? What, mm-hmm. How should you respond? Let's you, talk about how you manage like, yourself and, in and this surprisingly, situation. surprisingly, surprisingly, the Bible has much to say <laughs> guess, on that subject. Guess what? And, and the only person whose behavior you can control is your own. Mm-hmm. So handling it. And the one thing it. the Bible does not say to do is all gather around and bemoan your hard times all together. Or become huffy. Yeah. Become petty. Become... Anyway, so that would be one bad thing. And the other bad thing would be to be like, you know what? You're out of line to talk about that. Don't gossip. No. Yeah, you got to talk like, no, through it. You have to acknowledge like, okay, that's a big pain. I am really sorry that happened mm-hmm. to you. That is the pits. And I'm here's the problem. Mm-hmm. We have to deal with it now that it happened. So let's figure out how we're going to do it. You know, like, you want to be sympathetic and everything, but you also want to, like, actually help them Well, one of the things out. I'm always telling my kids is that, like, this, this difficult thing that you're learning right now in the third grade or in whatever grade, this hard little people problem, is something that many grown people have never learned and consequently have much harder lives than they need to be having. Yes. Like, this is the thing that I want you to... Too. <laughs> this biker is really catching he's, my attention because well, what is weird. he doing? I don't know. He's got many. Oh, he's lights. walking. I thought he was hopping on the seat. <laughs> he's all lit up it was like a, a backpack. Lights. Yeah, it's a flashy. But situation. he's been lurking around the car for us. Okay, so anyways, the it's like there's many, many adults who have not learned these things and consequently are living a yeah. much harder life than they need to be living. Like this is just time this is a great time to learn this thing. Yeah. It One totally thing we is. had a great lesson in what we call fish hook friends. Okay. Fish hook friends is people who bait the hook for you mm-hmm. and then when upon you have swallowed it, <laughs> just pull you around. And yeah. usually that comes as like, you're my best friend. You're the best yeah. person to me. You're the nicest of all the girls. And then somebody's like, I am. I am the nicest of all the girls. I am the best friend. You know, and then they eat it. And then it's immediately like, I prefer her today. 
And, it's, <laughs> and then it's like suddenly oh, yeah. this person is in control of everything mm-hmm. because they just are passing out the baited oh, hooks yeah. to everyone. Oh, yeah. But this is one of the reasons we say you're not allowed to have best friends. We say you're allowed to have best friends. You're not allowed to call them your best friends. Oh, really? This is with the little kids, little ones. Not, because we say it's okay for you to have a best friend. But the only reason to be giving and removing titles from people is what things that we don't want you involved Power in. Power tripping. We say, you just need to say, she's one of my buddies, or she's one of my friends. Uh-huh. This is one of my good friends. I, we had one child who had a acquaintance who would keep a daily tally of what number she was at. You know, like, today, <laughs> yep. today you're number two. You moved down. Today you're you number You moved five. down my line. Today, after you one. sat by me at lunch, I moved you up a point. You're like, yeah. who? What? <laughs> there are people like this in oh, the yeah. world. There's adults like this. In yes, the world. and yeah, yeah. that is something that we just say that's a fish hook friend. And in fa- in in fact, we have a. Uh-huh. On the other hand, I'm gonna just say that there's always several ways to make a snort out of a situation, but I dislike it when people fuss about clicks. And oh yeah, because that one. Um, I have, I had a child fuss about clicks. Oh, well, I mean, adults fuss about clicks. Yeah, on parents, of parents are horrible. Parents that. are the ones who fuss about clicks, in my opinion. And the thing is, is there is no sin in with not having, preferring to play with your well, child. Well, or just having <laughs> a friend who's a better friend. There's no yeah. sin there. There is a sin going around being a like diva. Snotty oh yeah, girl but to everyone. but okay. But in there's nothing wrong with in having preschool. a good friend. Lena was like, nobody wants to play with me. Came home. This was the report. No one will play with me, and I'm feeling really. You know, this is my little preschool girl. Yeah. You know, cute little peanut. She was so little, and it was like. They won't play with you, you know. Like, no. Oh man, let me and, let me and just you put know a what snotty I remark actually, on Facebook. Real you know fast. what I actually said was, <laughs> "Are you talking? Are you thinking like this about it?" Because she's like, "Nobody wants to play with me. Nobody." And I was like, "Well, hot news. When you see someone standing there fussing, do you think wish I could get it on that?" <laughs> I was like, "Seriously, if you go stand on the playground." And look like you're having a hard time. I don't know how anyone would want to get involved with that. And I said, so this is your job. I was like, tomorrow, I don't care who plays with you. Nobody needs to play with you. And I was like, no, I don't. I want you to play alone for all I care. And I said, but you are going to make soup. I'm like, this is what you're doing at recess. You're going to make a bowl out of the pea gravel, which uh-huh. is the pea gravel on the playground. I remember doing this. And I was like, time. you will collect leaves and things, and you are going to make soup. And, and then that day she came home, and I said, so did you make soup? And she was like, yeah. And I said, did, you, did anyone play with you? It was the, the entire preschool class. <laughs> Everyone wanted to get in on the soup making, I know, it's and like, it was such a good example of like, well, just do something. Be a and fun people person. Want, yeah, it was like maybe be fun to be with, and people will <laughs> want to be with you. But sitting around noticing that you didn't get the swing again is not fun. Like it's there's nothing to do there. So no, but some girls, some girls rock that little tude until they they and they try and build up a swirl of. No, they tell someone. Sorry for them. They're like, I'm sad because she wouldn't play with me. Right. And then that kid has to go go, tell that girl. Right. And then they go pout in the corner until somebody comes over and says, why are you sad? And just, well, I can't tell you because (laughs) she's just being mean. Anyway. And so. We tell our kids, 
stay away from the llamas. The llamas are the worst. <laughs> Get and me I always, away from the I llamas. I always told our kids, like, or our girls particularly, because Knox wouldn't have noticed if yeah. someone, mm-hmm. if there was a girl crying behind the bus because people were excluding her, <laughs> he would not have known. But the thing is, is the girls all notice, and then they send an uh. ambassador back there to find out, and then... And, and I always try tell to my pacify girls, like, the girls who whoever are... is crying in the corner behind the bus, don't go back there. <laughs> I was like, don't feed the monster. Do not do it. It's Never. Not, not unproductive. And, and I have to say, our kids are to school where there's not, there, I, there is no bullying of the sort where somebody crying might actually be a real problem. The, well, the person no, crying, I wouldn't say that it could never have been no, a problem. But we knew the situation well enough to know this that, was a this girl. This was someone who liked this she problem. Liked this, <laughs> yes. She liked the drama. She liked to whip up a cyclone of emotional Well, or angst. sometimes in little girls, someone will be the kind who just says, no, I'm going to be the mama bear. And then they stomp their feet and <laughs> walk off and are angry. And it's such and a time. Don't pursue. I Do was not like, pursue. I was like, Belle. <laughs> Or Jemima or Hero, whoever the girl was in this moment, would be like, go find one of your boy cousins and catch bugs with him. Because <laughs> Make soup. Like, that will be far more profitable than finding out whatever oh, I know. doom film no, thing is going on. No, don't even look under that. <laughs> Just don't even Well, check and it's it. like, we would always say, don't feed the monster, because yeah. the whole, that's, that's mm-hmm. what they're aiming for anyway we've talked about this a long time we have we should wrap this puppy but i was going to say i did have something that i meant to say i started to say that about the moms who who um who don't know how to resist peer pressure while they Mm -hmm. still want that for their children and i was gonna say it's the same thing with when we talk about you want your kids to be able to resist the lies that the world Mm -hmm. is dishing out to them moms are a major major uh market share of the world's lies oh, man. are going that direction. Like the the Paul, lies. Paul, in his uncouth way, <laughs> called us even, gullible. No, he even <laughs> he was said, onto something not there, to wasn't fall he? For the old wives' tales. Oh my word! Yeah, <laughs> but but there is there are so many crazy like industries devoted to this. Uh-huh. You know that I would think, and I don't even. I guess I would just say magazines, Instagram, Pinterest, like there is so much of that, that while there's things that you could enjoy there, there is so many lies about what fitness is supposed to be like, what fashion is supposed to be like, what your home is supposed to be Mm -hmm. like, what your body should be like, what everything should be like. And if you have zero resistance. Your marriage should be like. Right. And if you have zero resistance to the lies that are coming to you, then you are in no position to be teaching your kids right. how to do it with theirs. And that because if you, if think, you constantly practice, people seem you will to be far more equipped to teach it. Peer pressure only is when someone that offers you when drugs. <laughs> when someone offers you drugs, that's peer pressure. <laughs> you're so right. It's like, that's the peer pressure, but then we don't really see it when it is, but it's everywhere. It's like absolutely no, no, and, and that's okay. It's a lot of the time that's like that's a good thing, thing if it's is, positive. You peer could pressure. be a homeschooling mom living in the middle of nowhere and still be flunking on peer pressure. <laughs> I like that you idea. You know what I mean? Yes, because it's actually hard to resist. It's hard yeah. to you know. Yeah. Anyways, but it's I just meant it, if you want 
to know that your children, like if you want to improve your children's chances of being savvy about the world's mm-hmm. lies, get busy with the ones that you're currently believing. Like what, yep. what things are you soaking in, even though you know it not to be profitable? Meanwhile, one sort of downside I feel of doing this at night with the engine off is we don't know how long we've been talking. Let's check mm. again. Yep. Long enough? Long enough. <laughs> we haven't even given a tip and we're at... Yep, look where we are. Ah, we're wasting your time. Mm. Burning our midnight oil and wasting your time. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Our tip was going to be about Christmas. Speed tip of Christmas for us, Beck. Speed tip. Oh, you said, oh, you said do a Christmas tradition. Oh, yeah. You go first, because I didn't think of one when you said to think of one. (laughs) Um, Um... Okay. One of your I ones? make danishes for Christmas breakfast. We have okay. homemade danishes. Yeah. That's a thing. That okay. was, there were a young enough family that I have done a number of different things. And that was the one that stuck, like where right. everyone was like, Christmas, it's homemade danishes. So right. sometimes, right now we don't have a coffee table, so maybe I won't do this this year but i sometimes will set the coffee table i put a like because we have the christmas tree and i set it put a tablecloth on it and set all these little plates all around it and cups and make it a cute like we make it a sit on your knees at the coffee table Mm -hmm. and eat danishes how fun we do it hasn't happened every single year but we always like it when it happens um christmas eve night right before bed I give everybody one present, which is something PJ-oriented. It's like slippers or a bathrobe or new PJs or whatever. But they always have Christmas PJs from mom. So there's like, you know, I kind of yeah. do something else. Something right. in that like genre. Robe, yeah. uh-huh. So they get one right before bed, and we do champagne and chocolate. Oh, that's Right fun. before they go to bed, Christmas Eve. And that's, that's kind of fun. fun as the sort of last... Last thing, Christmas Eve night. Yes. Okay, All that's right. not really a tip. It's just a. That's a fun. No, go. we said we would do tradition. You know. So we All thought right. it would be fun to stick with the Christmas theme from yeah. now until since we're in October. Yep. <laughs> Merry since, Christmas, <laughs> dear listeners. Behind, I'm already behind on all of it. <laughs> all right. Good night. Have fun. Bye. Bye. New St. Andrews College thanks you for listening.